0: Hello Bestie, Pod, but here, I've put together the best bits of the Best Bits bonus shows, taken from their Patreon. You can find a link to their Patreon in the show notes. You can also subscribe directly via Apple Podcasts, or you can sync through Spotify. Search the Best Bits bonus shows on Spotify for full access. For now, here's some highlights from the past two years worth of bonus shows. Enjoy!
1: Cock and the cunt. Wait, wait, wait. Morning is upon. Breakfast with the best bits.
2: You're just telling me you were listening to <laughs> Australian radio, morning radio. And is this is this it's it's Hot influence And
3: the cunt. That's right. Hello and welcome back to Mini Bits episode 27. On today's show, we have a jam-packed lineup for you. Coming up, we'll be discussing the latest film releases with our resident film critic, Will Collins. (laughs) We'll also be delving into the COVID outbreak with our health expert, Will Collins. We'll be asking what you can do to ensure that you and your family don't get it. And we'll also be discussing the latest news stories with our roving news reporter, Will Collins. But first, it's over to Will Collins with the weather. Will. How the fuck did you just switch that on? It's called being a professional,
2: Will. Oh yeah, sorry, that's it. Hello, and welcome to the bits. This is Will, and as always, I've been joined by Kevin. He's my favourite. Go for it. How are you, Will? I'm
3: exhausted, Kevin. And I am joined by... Will Collins! Hi, Kevin. <laughs> sounds like you should be doing jazz hands. We've just spent at least, at least 20 minutes with me trying to arrange my mic because for some reason, the gimbal that it's attached to just keeps rising up above my nose Gimbal, and I can't get it to (laughs) I can't get it to to the right height and you've also been playing with your pussy
1: I've been
2: playing away uh, just getting a stroke on my pussy like mad here and uh, showing it off to you I love
3: the stroke it's very hairy well
1: hot
2: cock and the cunt (laughs) you know there's words so juvenile you know there's words that you like and there's words that you don't like I like Gimbal Gimbal's a nice
3: word. I like gimbal. Sounds nice, doesn't it? Do you remember that was a, a line in, in Donnie Darko where Drew Barrymore's character said,
1: This famous linguist once said that of all the phrases in the English language, of all the endless combinations of words in all of history, that cellar door is the most beautiful.
3: Cellar door. Cellar door. Yeah. What? Something like that. And I remember thinking, my favorite word is. Chocolate.
1: Here. See how the thick Cadbury's milk chocolate melts with Cadbury's caramel.
2: Chocolate chocolate.
3: It yeah. does sound so. I love the word chocolate. Do you
2: want yeah, some, some chocolate? chocolate? It's a nice word chocolate.
3: Chocolate. chocolate. But if you say it in the wrong accent, you like,
2: think. You want
1: chocolate?
3: Hey, choc-ice.
2: chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs>
3: you know. I've said to you before that I think Minibit sounds like sweets. That's I think, a and I mini bits of the chocolate, ice, please." And I've said back to you, "That's
2: probably the reason I like it, because it elicits a sensation of me consuming sugar." Which is, are you of, off chocolate at the moment? I'm very
3: much. I'm in a. um I'm in a. Um, You're putting back on the weight, will? Thanks very much, Kev. I'm not, just- I just appreciate the encouragement. <laughs> You're not. I just wanted to say something really shocking.
2: I am a, I am not strictly off the chocolates, but I am definitely doing a bit of a cold turkey spell away from chocolates. But there's no point completely cutting something out of your diet, especially something if you enjoy it. So I'm just gonna do a cold turkey to get rid of the sugar addiction for a spell, and then I I've cut
3: mushrooms entirely out of my diet. Oh good. <laughs> really? Yeah. <gasps> okay. You're making me very teary. Oh good, good. good. Would you rather have an invisible dog that only you can see that you love very, very much and it loves you,
0: right. but
3: no one believes it exists and and everyone in your life is getting more and more angry at you for constantly paying attention to the dog that they can't see? Or would you rather a dog that everyone around you loves And you can't see that loves you so much.
2: Oh, God. (laughs) I think if I had a dog that I really love that no one else can see, I think that is asking for so much trouble. Right. I just think. (laughs) And I think the kids would go along with it. The kids would go, oh, my God, yeah, there's a dog. That would be great to have an invisible dog because the kids, because you could, I I assume you can. No, but you'd have to
3: walk that dog. (laughs) You'd have to make sure. You'd have to make sure. (laughs) You get home. And you feed the dog You, you
2: take him that's, to the vet You still have to take The invisible dog to the vet And I'm like what you, <laughs> you still gotta pay For all the shots you to take, If you go on holidays You have to put him In a kennel yep. In in that instance Right Do I know It's some sort of Kind of curse On me That I know it exists Or am, am I In doubting The existence Of this dog I think that's A crucial bit Of the The dog scenario. loves
3: you Either way It's whether you can live with loving something that you can't see. But I believe I'd be able to feel it. So I can physically, I can't feel the dog. No, you can't feel it. You can't see it. You're just convinced that everyone around you has lost their fucking minds.
2: Oh God. If I have an imaginary dog that I know exists, that I truly believe exists, or the family, everyone else believes in this imaginary dog and I don't believe it exists. How wearisome both scenarios would be. I'm going to go with... I I'll tolerate the imaginary dog who... At what stage would you start to doubt your sanity? I would... you definitely have to see some sort of fucking neuroscientist and kind of figure out what's going on with me that I can't see this bloody dog.
3: You can't even hear the dog barking like...
2: Oh, yeah. So dog is, it's complete neglect. And like, imagine... Yeah. And Karen's like going, will you stop pretending you can't
3: see the dog? Exactly. And I go, I genuinely can't see the dog. And, and you are absolutely shitting bricks every time you get behind the wheel of the car. Because you can't see whether Um, the dog has
2: run out under the wheel. This is a question, really a question about how you want to be perceived versus how you perceive yourself. If I was wandering around with an imaginary dog, I would hate the idea that people think I'm mad. I would probably prefer for myself to think I'm mad versus the world thinking I'm mad. And for me then to try, because at least I can try and solve that one. For me, it's a very easy answer, this one. Go on. I'd keep the money. This was a source of much amusement at home during the week. Did the, the communion on Saturday, Thursday or Friday morning, he got a card in the post and he saw the postman coming and he saw him holding the card. And he went, that's not a card for me. More money for big man Luke. And he opened the card and he got
1: 20
2: euro, whatever was inside it. And he announced, do you know what? He says, you know my card money? And we said, yeah. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to spend my card money but I'm going to save my communion money. Uh, and we went, what? You're going to spend your card money, but you're going to save your communion money. And we just said, what do you, what do you mean? And we thought, what well, does he think we're going to like give him a big wadge of money for his communion <laughs> or something like that? And so Karen probed and says, what do you, what do you mean your communion money? And he says, yeah, my communion money. But what communion money? Where do you think the communion money comes from? And he says, so, you know, the basket. They had to roll the
3: mass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He thought he was going to get the basket. I mean, there's not much in those baskets. I mean, the most I ever <laughs> got was about 12 <laughs> So a small change. <laughs> Did you get to keep your yeah, community money? I didn't so... get to keep mine. I got to buy something out of it, but all the money was gone. Really? You got to buy something out of it, but it was gone. It must have gone into like a credit union account or something. I got to buy like a G.I. Joe action figure or something like that. And the rest was like, oh, you got to spare that. You got to spare that. I never saw any more of it.
2: i think i did spend my i think i bought a transformer a very expensive transformer which my father i can visually remember my father just just been so uh, just aghast the fact i was spending whatever it was like 50 pounds on a transformer it was 50 pounds or something like that on a transformer what kind of fucking transformer was that oh it was like a jet yeah, it was made of metal. It wasn't like cheap materials. It was metal, metal. You could kill someone with it. Like It was like proper, proper ch- chunky piece of kit. Multi-purpose like. then. And after about a week, the arm broke off. <laughs> and I remember my mother going back to Rocha's stores. She bought it. We went on Rocha's stores with this transformer and the arm hanging off it and saying, can, we, can, we get, can you get this? Can you fix it or give me his
3: money back? But I don't think I ever got my money back. Dirty bastards. That's Rocha stores. I'm glad they're gone. Yeah. I remember I had a dino yeah. bot and I had the um the Triceratops Dino bot. And there was a fella that I used to go to school with. And he stole my fucking dino bot. He took it. <gasps> couldn't really because oh. I was at an age where I couldn't go up and say, Mom, he stole my dino bot. I got it back, but I can't remember how I got it back. Oh wow. I think I had to actually steal something from him. Oh <laughs> hold it hostage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Send notes. And I refused to give it back and I threatened to break it unless he gave it back to me. Oh, it's pure hostage scenario. Oh my God. Yeah. <gasps> Absolutely flabbergasted at the fucking gall of him that he'd actually take the fucking thing. He'd steal it. <laughs> it's the impulse is there. I thought, oh, fuck, this is Ireland for you. <laughs> Will Anthony. Okay. That sounds like a pop star. Yeah. But Will Anthony, Anthony actually. How can you be two
2: Antony's? Oh, just the story behind it. Basically, it's confirmation before confirmation where you get your second middle name. So I got christened Antony. You
3: choose based on a saint.
2: You choose it based on a saint and you get to choose. And that year mm-hmm. was the year that Simpsons kind of was becoming very, very popular. And everyone in my class wants to be called Bartholomew, right? So they all wants to pick Bartholomew. But me, I want to
3: be called Luke after Luke Skywalker, right? And I need to ask you this now. Yeah. Did you name Luke after Luke Skywalker?
2: Not after Luke Skywalker, but it was on the list and it was and we and it was actually <laughs> Karen who went with it, so not after Luke Skywalker. But uh, in my And then Ellie's named after Ellie Sattler. That's exactly how it went. 100%. <clears throat> so what ended up yeah. happening, it was our we were in sixth class sixth class and the principal we had was a very old school principal who used to you know easily clatter used to bait you you. but like he wasn't that bad but he definitely had a reputation anyway he was but he he was one of those lads you didn't fuck around with because he would tell you off or lift you up by the hair over your ear and stuff like that he says right i want everyone's middle name and i was the first guy on the row that he asked in my head debated does he want to know what my current middle name is or does he want to know the middle name I want to have? So I flipped a coin mentally and I went, he wants to know my current middle name because he's going to ask me then what is my next one, you know, my my confirmation name. And I went, I'm just going to tell him what my current middle name is, which is Anthony. So I said, Anthony, it was, and he wrote it down and he went to the next lad and the next lad said, Bartholomew. And the next lad said, Bartholomew. And 21 Bartholomews later, I'm going, I need to put my hand up and tell him I want to be said to, to, to change my name to Luke. But I could not find the courage to say anything. <laughs> and I said, I went home with this anxiety saying, Tomorrow, you just need to go up to him, go up to his desk tomorrow and just explain it to him, explain it to him. I did not. Cut to the actual day of the confirmation, where we're dressed in our fine finery and pink linen suits. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in my lovely sleeveless jumper. I had a sleeveless jumper. And I was all ho- the rage. I'm holding a card in my hand with massive letters, mockingly looking back at me, which read Anthony. And this was the card you handed to the bishop and the bishop would give you your confirmation name. And I went, I'll just, I just say it to the bishop. I'll just say it to the bishop. Just, straight, just say it straight to the main man. And uh, I went up and we all took our, we all queued up and they, you hand over your card to the bishop and the bishop, Give you gives you your confirmation name. And I handed my card to the bishop and I went, actually, uh, 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 and he just went, Anthony. And so I am now William Anthony. Anthony Collins. Did he not slap
3: you? Oh, he, no, he went down for a little funny tickle. <laughs> yeah, but didn't don't, didn't they slap you in for your confirmation? Did, and it was getting hyped up. Yeah, the bishop, he give you a little slap on your face. Did he? Yeah, that was part of the ritual and everyone was building up. He's like, you don't want to get Bishop Lucy or whatever his name was. He'll up the fuck out of you. Last year he was like battling Oh, I don't believe that. Yeah. And then it was just a friendly like slap on the face. Did that really happen or are you just missing? No, that really happened. I bet you that the heathens that listen to us know what I'm talking about.
2: Oh my but, uh, God. Oh my God.
3: Yes, you're Will Tony Tony. Uh, Tony Tony. <laughs> Tony Two-Times. What's a band
2: called Tony Tony? Or oh, is it Tony Tony Tony? I don't know, but I'm definitely like Tony Two-Times. Reminds me of Goodfellas. There's a <laughs> lad in town in Donegal here. I've never met him,
3: but you know what his name is? The Future. There's a musician called that, The Future. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say his name's like The Goosh or something. Oh, no, it's The Future.
2: <laughs> I do not know. Why like, why, is he, why is he called The Future? And I've never gotten an answer. So so I oh yeah, The Future was down there. I was like, The Future? What the fuck?
3: It's because his bishop slapped him into next week <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, ever have a nickname growing up Kevin? I was called Bubble That was my name. Bubble yeah Okay And I hated being called Bubble And I don't know why I was called Bubble Right One of the fuckers said Ask Bubble over there or whatever it was And they thought it was hilarious oh, no. And then it just stuck And for two years it was like I was just Bubble, Bubble, Bubble And I just would not respond to it I hated it Because Michael Jackson had the, the chimpanzee Bubble my brothers
2: called me squally because it
3: was but why uh, squally? As because in it's it
2: was, uh no, it was a, a conflation of Wally and Squealer. So I would always squeal on them, like as in tell on them. Oh. So they thought You're just you're just a squealer and I ended up squeeze squally. That's when the fucking squally's added ah. again. So that's how I got squally. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm Why the little kid know. who runs the teacher. Teacher, teacher! He was pushing me in the back. He's calling me nicknames, teacher! <laughs> All right, worse. Squally,
3: let's get into it.
2: <laughs> Fuck here. I'm just getting sent through. Why am I being sent through stuff? There was something oh, is I it more to job
3: offers. I know exactly how you feel. Hang on a second, let me just turn off my emails. Oh, oh God.
2: Karen sending me in. George, you know she said? she sent me in. I actually looked at it. It was notification for a table quiz. Because I've been on about, I've been jealous of you going to your table quizzes on Sunday nights and
3: I'm going, I was like, I'd love to go to a table quiz. Do you think, Will, if you add 10 plus 10 and if you add 11 plus 11, that you'll get the same number?
2: Okay. uh, Okay. I'm going to give you the dumb answer.
3: What's 10 plus 10? 20. What's 11 plus 11?
2: 22. There you go.
3: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, you're so fucking sad. <laughs> oh, my. Why does the letter W start with a D? Why
2: does letter W start with the letter D?
3: Yeah, it should be wobble U. <laughs>
2: because
3: every other letter me sounds like what it should be. B, T, P. Yeah. But W starts with a D. But hold on a
2: second. Hold on a second. Think about this. I'm, I'm starting, starting about the this. timer. I said. She said. I was going to
3: start the timer. All right. Well, somebody start the timer. Pop. 20, boy, you twenty-five start the timer. minutes. Oh my god. Twenty-five okay. minutes. Yeah, we're definitely 30, in a fight. What do you want? We're definitely in a fight. You want thirty minutes? Oh Jesus 50,
2: Christ! You're Fifteen like, minutes. We're like the couple. We're like the couple out, <laughs> we're like the couple out for dinner. What are you drinking? And, and, the, Water. and the waiter comes. <laughs> and your and your wife, who's going, you're telling the waiter that we're having, we're just having a tip. If you could leave like, us alone you, a second, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you want to do? Do you want to do? Shall we, shall we go for thirty or shall we do twenty-five? What do you want to do? Let the listeners decide. Listeners, tell us psychically what we should do. Right, listen. I've just randomly gone for a number. All right, okay, and it's gone. And the don't tell me what it is.
3: It'll be it'll be tense. Like it's like the atmosphere. <laughs> we won the music round and we won visual round. And the fucking table decided when we won both of them to put the prizes into the Christmas hamper for the club. And I was like, open no fucking chocolates. Do you mind putting them behind the counter? I want those chocolates. And, and they wouldn't let me have the chocolates.
2: And, um, did they? Did, so they was, did they find you behind the counter, <laughs> stuffing the chocolate with wrappers around you, your legs crossed on the floor, and fucking chocolate smeared across your My face? My
3: eating disorder starts now. <laughs> uh, no, so I didn't get any chocolates. Oh, poor Kevin. Yeah, poor Kevin. Um,
2: I was I was going to tell you about the first Care Bears tape I ever got. Did I ever tell you the story? Uh, did you Did you actually have a Care Bears tape? I was sent a Care Bears tape by. None other than Dempsey's Den.
0: <laughs>
2: Tell me the story. story. Oh Lance. Oh mortifying. So I ended up on Dempsey's Den I watched twice. This. Twice.
3: You were on Dempsey's Den twice. <laughs> Anybody who didn't watch Friday's programme because they were so upset about the whole thing about Zig and Zag leaving, you probably weren't expecting to see them here today because you thought they were going back to the planet, yeah. Zog, But it was a
1: big April Fool's. April Fool's <laughs> here. <laughs> and we're really sorry about it because I believe
2: it upset some people around the country. Yeah, but we're, sorry we're here about that. forever and ever and ever. So not, don't it was you only worry joke. About it. They we should have known, no Ian,
1: because we're fairly bold at the joking. Absolutely.
2: And it yeah. was your idea, Zag, or was it Zig? On phoning, or- phone-in, I was one of the kids on the call, on the, on the telephone. Right, not Were visual. you like
3: uh, the kid that rang into S- to Snotzer and was <laughs>
2: No, I was this is pre Snotzer, right? So this is oh my early God. days. If you
3: don't know that clip, look up the the, the, the quiz round with um It's called What's
2: it... Nots. Just look up Google <laughs> What's Nots and uh, it's priceless. Kevin yeah? would you like to
1: ask a question? The snotzer. Uh, I can't really hear you on the phone.
2: Sorry. Kevin, um we're playing
3: What's Not <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's a quiz you do every
3: every Thursday. And if you hear a person, place animal or object. And Kevin, would you would you like to ask a question to Snotzer? Like like are you a cow or something? Uh are you a sheep?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not a bad question! No, I am not a sheep. I going to speed things up and just say that
2: I am a king. You run Dempsey's Den twice. So twice, right? And the uh, the okay, I will say the, the the second time was probably the more embarrassing one. Because you had to ring. Well, I would get home from school, right? And my mother, and the odd time, my mother would have to go back in to pick up the boys or whatever it was. So I was left alone in the house and Dempsey's Den was on and I, I could see all these kids ring in and they would say, oh, just dial this number. So I was like, oh, I'm going to fucking dial. I'm going to be on Dempsey's Den. And I would dial. And most of the time, you would just get engaged. And I remember on two occasions, uh, I got on, right? And I was on the show and I was like, oh my, alone in the house. And the, the more embarrassing one was this. So the second... Time I was on They said It was Zig and Zag And It might have been Ray But it might have been Ian But basically Home and Away Had just started On RTE2 It was the uh-huh. big soap opera Everyone watched it Okay I
3: watched it Yeah Yeah Loved
2: it Still and, can't uh, get
3: over The death of Bobby Fucking It was pre terrible. That.
2: So it was pre that
3: Right Oh years before and that That so, was First generation Pippa
2: Yeah 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 First generation Pippa Before, before she we...
3: regenerated Jeez <laughs>
2: For me to win the prize. So, all we want you to do is sing the theme tune to Home and Away. I've been watching Home and Away every afternoon, like everyone else in the country, for the last six previous six months. And all of a sudden, the only thing that came into my head was this Neighbors. neighbors. You're joking me. And I'd never seen neighbors, never seen neighbors. But <laughs> I just kept has got neighbors. to neighbors somewhere. There's got to be a tape of that out there. But guess what? What? Good old, good old Zach. Zag was on the other end of the line He went You know we belong So Zag was Aww. Zag was egging me along And I was like Together Neighbours <laughs> <laughs> Every time he'd leave me off On my own devices I would start going back Into Neighbours I don't know why But the prize One of the prizes they sent out Was a Care Bears Video cassette
3: This is going to Give you a little more insight Into the differences between us When I was about Seventeen I was left home alone on my lunch break from school. I went up to, I used to go to my nan's for my lunch. I'd walk up the hill, up up uh, some valley drive, up from the Mon, 17, you know. Yeah, hard man. Full grown man that stage. Hard man, yeah. And uh, my nan had had a stroke a few years prior and she was, she, she needed to be minded. There was a thing within the family, which is whatever you do, don't let your nan near the telephone because she cause war. Right. Don't give her the phone. Don't let her ring anybody because she'll <laughs> ring someone. And I was left home by myself for about twenty minutes. Just mind your nan. Nan sitting in the wheelchair, and she's like tapping her hand, and, and she's she's in a bit of a uh, she's in a bit of a funny mood, and she's listening to Marion Fannouken. Uh-huh. Marion Fannouken is doing a, a live. Oh yeah. yeah right. uh, oh. <laughs> she's, doing, she's doing a live debate about grown children living at home. Mm. my nan said hand me the phone there and I said nan eh, I'm not supposed to give you the phone <laughs> and she said do mind your fucking games give me the phone there <laughs> and I said alright nan but don't tell anybody <laughs> and so <laughs> so, <laughs> so I I rang the researcher <laughs> nobody knows this though because it was all kept hush hush (laughs) and it was such a and and nothing nothing else else happened happened and and it it was was a a really pleasant conversation (laughs) and i was in the kitchen pissing myself pissing myself because my nan was scandalizing the whole family and this was on rt radio you are one bollocks Really I enjoyed myself though. And you know, it's a great. <laughs> it was a good afternoon. But, you had uh, one job. You had one job. Have you ever been fired from a job? I
2: haven't been fired from a job. I'm just trying to think. I remember being quietly let go from the council once. This is way long, long time ago in a different life. I think you told me that story.
3: You were working at the video shop at the same time. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. So I did tell you the story. Yeah. Yeah. You it, did. Well, there's <clears> nothing you can tell me that I don't already know. Have you ever been fired? Karen fills me in on everything. (laughs) Have you ever been fired? Yes. I was fired from an insurance job. I hated the job. I mean, the job was tedious. You'd be ringing up people and giving them a quote or renewing their insurance for their car or their home insurance. And I just wasn't into the job at all. I was let go with two other people that started with me. Friday afternoon and they said you can finish out the day or you can you can go home no it's up to yourself and I thought well I'm not seeing out the rest of the day so I went down I packed up my stuff and I said I'll see you guys and I left I was also um sitting my driving test as well and my this is the funny thing my driving test was across the road and it was (laughs) like at lunchtime right and so I didn't want to leave the area so I left the, the building. So let me just clarify. Your driving test happened
2: the same day as you got fired from this job. Yes. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> so you're just My, you're my driving, your driving test. theory
3: test. I had to go over to sit the theory test. Okay. And and I think I failed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait for my appointment for my theory test. It was across the road. I had about 20, 30 minutes. But of course, it was lunchtime. So then everybody I uh-huh. said goodbye to was coming and going for their lunch and they're all stopping me and saying, what happened? Are you all right? And blah, 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 blah. And then I'm outside like going, yeah, I got fired. <laughs> and then you have these awkward conversations. And we've been on work nights out and fucking Christmas parties and stuff. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, look after yourself. And they're going back in. And it's like, it was like being kicked out of school or something. <laughs> I'd have the invisible dog that only I could see. Because then I know that I can take care of it and it'll be safe. Doesn't need to worry about anybody else. I'll take all the shit. People can think I'm mad. There he is walking around with his invisible dog.
2: Yeah. As long as the dog's happy, I'll be happy. That would be a great short film. You could see it being one of those fun little quirky indie movies. No one else can see this dog, but he can see the dog. He believes it 100%. He even opens up a dog shelter for other imaginary dogs. And he finds other people out there who also have, and he starts this little community. And a podcast about like, how do, you, how do you feel about having him, being in a, being in a world where
3: people don't uh, see your invisible dog or imaginary dog? What in the name of dog? That's what you could call it. It's a good movie. Go write yeah. it. No. I've got a question for you actually about writing. Would you rather write a hundred drafts for script for real disrespectful assholes, but it will become a bona fide classic because of your hard work? And they'll never give you credit for it. Or would you rather write one draft of a script for a film that never gets made, but regardless, you're paid the exact same?
2: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I need to, I need to, that's a hundred yeah. drafts of a script. Jesus And Christ. the people you're working with are bastards. Versus one draft of a script that. For a film that never gets made, but you get paid the same money. I'll take the one draft of a script. Because that means I don't have to write a hundred drafts. That's it's it's the same. It's the same either way. Either well, way, no, I'm we not,
3: know what Will feels about art. I'm not <laughs> getting suffer first. I'm
2: well. I'm 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 getting um a hundred drafts with bastards. That's that's torture. That's an absolute torture. The the ceremony was at around eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock. It was an early wedding, like you know, and the priest was a young enough priest, maybe in his mid fifties, and I remember at the actual mass. He was on fire, like he was letting jokes off up at the altar and had us all in stitches. Like he was just one of these gas crack priests, like, right? you know, and before the meal, I remember I was actually, I used to smoke back then. Imagine that. This is how long ago it was. Uh, you used to smoke? Yeah, I used to smoke. I was a hard man. I had tattoos and everything all across my forehead <laughs> the whole lives. I used to deal why did you take up smoking? Because it was—I was like, wanted to look cool?" That's the reason. <laughs> so I remember going outside. This is before the meal, where all the smokers were, and there was the priest by, and he was holding court outside with the smokers. I was like, "This guy is brilliant." With a spliff. Oh, well, no, it wasn't a spliff, but he was fucking doing everything. <laughs> and but the one thing that kind of signaled that something was a bit off was we're outside in the middle of the day, and he was he was turning around. And he was like, "Anyone for a song? Anyone for a song?" And I went, "It's a bit early to be starting a sing song around." Two o'clock in the daytime. Normally that's something you're going to say. The next thing I know, right, cut forward, flash forward to the end of the meal, right, the end of the main course is gone. We're waiting for dessert. And all of a sudden, I see the the priest. Don't tell me he's asleep. (laughs) Not because he's not asleep. He's been, he's been carried past our table by two lads, arm in arm. He walks past our table, right? He langers. A girl at our table (laughs) She had finished, she she had stopped eating her meal. So she had like half a plate of spuds, mashed potatoes left. And he saw the mashed potatoes on, on, this, girl's, <laughs> on this girl's plate. And he lunged across the shoulder. He says, I finished that. And he slapped his hand into her plate, grabbed a fist of mashed potatoes and shoved them into his mouth.
3: And, grand. <laughs> and he was carted off. What county was this wedding in?
2: I'm giving specifics, but it was in Kerry. My Bride. God, he was langers. Um, but oh, Jesus. so he must
3: have been on the, the blessed <laughs> wine from like nine that morning. Was fucking drunk from the
2: night before. Oh, fuck! It was fucking. Oh my hilarious. God, it was. An- and the the other you we were talking about giving speeches, yeah. And the poor bride's either dad or uncle. He was an old, old man. Stood up to give a speech, and everyone went, shh, shh, and it's like a frail old man stood up to give. A, shh, shh. It's Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe's going to Jesus, Uncle Joe hasn't <laughs> spoken 50 years. He was kind of like that. He was that kind of thing. And he was a small little man. And I <laughs> wait for the wisdom that's going to come. So, Kevin, this is what happened. So, it's only going to work for you. So, Uncle Joe gets the microphone, and his, his hands hand the microphone, and the hand is shaking, and the hand goes up. <laughs> he
1: goes, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> prefer, prefer.
2: what he did was he held the microphone up to his ear like it was a telephone and he started saying his words <laughs> and his niece who was beside him in <clears around throat> the bridesmaids kind of reached up and slowly pulled his <laughs> hands down and you could hear his voice and, and, and she's a lovely girl and she let go of his hand and his hand just went back up to his ear <laughs> No one could hear anything. It was a visual gag and I just said, remember this. That's hilarious. That's those, hilarious. It's one of those moments like Tom Hanks at the end of Saving Private Ryan.
3: Remember this. <laughs> <laughs> remember this. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Not like a good wedding. Oh, weddings can be gas. When did you take
2: up smoking? Oh Jesus. I can't remember, to be honest with you. I remember having a cigarette when I was in secondary school. I. That's what I do. I remember that. Uh, you don't strike me as the, the sort that would be bombing for fags. Oh man, listen! Anything that was like, you know, come here, keep was, your hands
3: occupied. That was just. Otherwise, you'd be swinging fists.
2: That was, listen, man. I was, I was a, ma- I was a different man back then. <laughs> you know, I was, wor- I was working a corner. I had, you would to uh, like that.
3: Go into the bar and you'd lean on the bar all night and just watch everybody. Oh yeah, I, I waiting, would. I would waiting for some queer looks to start swinging.
2: I was one of these boys I'd be sitting there With a pint in one hand And a shirt And a fucking frown on my face And I'd be I'd be I'd be smoking without hands Just with just All lips You know
3: Where were you when News of the Queen Dying happened? Where, where you're looking at me right now In my office Oh really? Yeah I'll never forget where I was Where were you? I was on the shitter Looking at my phone <laughs> Appropriate From one throne to another would you rather have a conversation with your favorite fictional character from a movie or with the actor who has played that character?
2: Uh, I would, no, I don't know who my, my fictional character would be. I would prefer to talk to the actor.
3: So you'd sooner talk to, say, like Sigourney Weaver rather than Ellen Ripley?
2: I'd sooner prefer to talk to, let's say, yeah, i prefer to talk to Harrison Ford. And i prefer to, because I would, I would be, let's say, if Indiana Jones is my favorite character. I sooner prefer to talk to Harrison Ford because of his career and all those things versus talking to Indiana Jones going, Jesus, Indiana Jones, how did you, you know, how was it like seeing all those heads melts? You know, all those Nazis fucking just blowing up and shit like that. Or my God, Indiana Jones, how's it like being in that pit with all those snakes? Imagine, I mean, you don't have much to ask because you've seen how he got on. He says, well, I'll tell you how he but got you on. you could almost I, become I, I their friend the
3: then and sort of tag along. But what if they don't like you? You could be mid-round.
2: That would be extra, extra large round. Double round. (laughs) And I would say, oh, Indy, come here. Any other adventures there now that you've been on that we, that I don't know about? And uh, I'd love to hear about them.
3: Would I, would I soon have a conversation with Superman or would I soon have a conversation with Christopher Reeve? I think I'd go with Superman. Would you? What sort of stuff would you want to talk to him about? I'd be like, um... Can I have a spin? <laughs> Can you read minds? I just think it'd be a more interesting world if, if, that, if that happened. I'd be as Jimmy Olsen. Do I have, do I have cancer? <laughs> oh, God.
2: <laughs> Call back. And yesterday I was doing the homework with the kids. And I was looking down. And I was kind of amazed by how more advanced at the old Guelga they are than I am at the age of, like my son, at the age of eight. And I was looking at their Irish book and I went, I think I'd like to sit on a nearer lessons. I'd like to, I'd like to Chinese class, second class Irish. There's a lot more Irish
3: speakers than Donegal's, no?
2: Yeah, and they've got, and the big problem is, I've said, we've said it before, we've done the black thing thing. Um, uh, Ulster Irish, totally different
3: pronunciation yeah.
2: of, same words on the page, pronunciation is absolutely, I- totally different.
3: I remember for our leaving sort, leaving sort in Ireland, for those that aren't Irish, is our version of the A-levels or what would they call them in the States? The SATs? Probably, yeah. It's like your final exam that you do in high school or secondary school. Yeah. That you're about 17, 18 when you do it. But the leaving sort is very intense, or it was when we were doing it. It was mm-hmm. like seven or eight subjects, two yep. weeks of testing, two hours per paper. And there might be three papers and one, like English or, or history might have one paper, but maths had two papers. Then French would have an oral exam and the actual paper exam. Mm-hmm. Irish God, was the Leaving
2: Cert was stressful. That was The Leaving Cert was the most difficult examination I've ever done in my life. Ever. And I've, I've got a degree and a master's. We prepped for
3: it. Oh my God. We prepped for a year. What was it? Two years. You two started years. it. Two years. Mm-hmm. Two years of building up to one exam, you're leaving sort And the pressure that that builds up and you start to notice a change in people because the people in the class stop, a lot of people in the class stop being the, you know, we're just in school, we're learning, we've got our homework, whatever. You know that there's a there's a big event coming and people start to put their head down and really get tense about it and uh, I was going the opposite direction.
2: I was the opposite direction too. <laughs> totally.
3: <laughs> I was giving up. I was like, well, what what's this for? This is for fucking nothing. I don't want to go and do bizorg. God, I could be done no, if I did that.
2: I got into in my it was like after I was like a great student of <laughs> the third what year. I said. You could be done. Oh, I heard you. I heard you, and I'm I I'm all against anti Don anti Don comments. So I didn't find it funny, Kevin. Because Don is a fucking sound man, and he's got a career I wish I had, and
3: um and he loves me. And he hates you. I do this podcast <laughs> so that Don will get a shock while he's driving and go off the road. <laughs> Don, the <Don McCool!
2: laughs> For those listeners who aren't done. Look for those of our uh, Patreon listeners who aren't on Discord, please, you know, do yourselves a favor, get on Discord because the crack is mighty up there.
3: We have loads of people that join the Discord, they're they're active for like a day. They're like ah, da, 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 and then they vanish because they realise it's like two hundred notifications of people just saying fucked on. <laughs> it's not not
2: people. You. It's you. <laughs> it's you Hey, I wanna go back on to um leaving certs. Okay. So I was a, a great student up to third year and third year at the end of third year was kind of the year because I was young. I was kind of like a, I was one of those kids who start to school when they're three they, because of my birthday was in the middle of the year. So they were like, oh, will we hold on to you to next year or put you in now? And my mother, I was the third child. So my mother went, fuck this shit. I'm not going to hang around the house with a child for this long. He's going to
3: school now. So I was in school at three. So was, I've read that it's. It's not in the best interest of a kid to be in a class with kids that are a year older than them. You always feel it. It doesn't sort of advance you you actually feel like
2: the runt. Yes I was I was one of the I could definitely felt like the runt and I also felt uh, the other lads there was about six of us who had birthdays around February March and we all kind of like <laughs> gang together we could feel you know we were at the same kind of like height. You know, at development, and even, and it, I definitely felt it going into secondary school because you're going into secondary school. We went from a small school to a secondary school, which had, like, you know, there was a, or maybe a hundred plus kids in our year, and you felt like these men. You're going in with your squeaky voice, and there were men in the same classes, just shaving and all that sort of stuff.
3: I swear, when we went into secondary school. You look around and you think, my God, Jesus, right? We're, we're really in the mix here. It's fucking bedlam. There was a thousand lads yeah. and there were fights every two days, oh, so was it, it was it Proper, a, proper
2: fights. So yours was all boys secondary school?
3: My secondary school felt like I'd gone to prison. Oh,
1: God. You
2: know? was like in a
3: prison yard. But when I got to sixth year then, and you look back at the first years coming in, they're like little children. Yeah. They're, they're tiny. Yeah. And now when I look at the secondary school, kids whenever i'm home and i pass up the north mon my school and you see them coming out of school the sixth years and whatever they're like little children they're little they're they're little boys and you think oh they think they're big men and they're so fresh-faced and uh, yeah it's amazing yeah i remember about a couple of years ago i was waiting for the bus last bus of the night and a police car pulled up just doing its rounds and two policemen got out Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know what they were doing. They were probably just like having a walk. But when I saw them, I thought, walk, <laughs> you know, that's what they do. Yeah, holding hands. And I was looking at him going like, he's 15 and he's in a policeman's uniform and he's wearing his big belt and his big jacket and he's smaller than me. And I'm thinking if he came up to me and said, hands behind your back, I'd be like, oh, or what? Because <laughs> he's, he's like a kid. Anyway. I didn't give a fuck about school.
2: (laughs) I was passing out. How did you do when you're leaving, sir? Terribly. I failed. I failed.
3: um, You failed exactly. Oh, yeah. I failed
2: physics. Uh, There's a story behind why you failed as
3: well. Oh, Jesus. Do you know, uh, I remember you do science up to third year, and then science gets split into three subjects, Mm -hmm. physics, chemistry, and biology. And I remember I was very good at science, and so I thought, I'll stick with the science subjects. Fuck me! I chose biology and chemistry. Yeah, I didn't want to do physics because of the maths. And I remember, but you only had about two days, I think, before you could change your mind. Yeah, to switch classes. I remember two days into chemistry, thinking, "Uh oh, I need to get out of this class." Yeah. Also, didn't like my teacher, and I desperately wanted to switch to geography or history. Yeah, because they were the easy subjects. They were logical. You know, it was just storytelling. It it was, yeah, it was graspable. Yeah, chemistry was just neutrons and atoms, and and I regretted it right up to leaving sort because studying for an exam that you knew you were going to fail, no matter what. That's what happened to me in physics, and I wanted to
2: change to history. I desperately want because I think I got an A in my in junior sort history, and not know all I get, the lads that did history just loved smashed it. it? Yeah, you just like it's a, it was a subject I loved. It wasn't just oh I can I can easily do. I love and to this day love history.
3: Physics. We should tell people as well that when you're doing this exam, there are points that you get, so you're you're playing essentially for points, and the more points you accumulate based on the result that you get, yeah. That point system is put towards your place in university. So, like the maximum, or it used to be the maximum, is six hundred points. Yeah, and a lot of the CAO that the university courses would be like, you want to do, you want to do, I don't know, you want to
2: do, it's four hundred points really, kind of like to get into a university. You want
3: to do accountancy, and it's like four hundred and eighty points yeah. or something. Yeah, and I, I think I got three twenty. Right, oh, Kevin, I think it I came me. in the same as you. My God, we're twins. We should do a podcast oh, yeah. together. So We're um, also water signs.
2: Yeah, we're different water signs, aren't we? And the I'm the Pisces, you explained to me recently the difference between
3: the water signs. Do you know why? Mystic because Kev. I'm fucking, on, I'm Mystic fucking, Kev. I'm fucking slammed by astrology videos on TikTok and I can't get rid of them. Right. So I've looked at one and obviously that goes on to the next one. And once you comment, you fucking may as well say like, give me everything in the world to do with astrology. Yeah. So I've been bombarded with astrology. And uh, the worst star sign is cancer, which is what I am. Everybody hates cancer for some reason. Or maybe that's just the algorithm telling me, we hate you, we hate
2: you. Karen's a cancer, so I'm married to a cancer. And I'm married to cancer. No, it's
3: cancer. This is where it gets all, you know, stupid. Cancer men. Cancer women are okay. Ah, that's interesting. Cancer men are considered to be emotional, needy. Somebody said something which is like, you hang out with them four days and if you arrange to meet them on the fifth day, if you don't show up, they'll be around your house two in the morning with a bat. <laughs> Do you ever think about changing star signs? There's actually something that's <sighs> meant to be quite um important to your star sign, which is like whether you're a sun rising or a moon rising or something. And I don't know how you get that. I don't know how you figure <laughs> out what that is. Do you it's know tr- what time you were born?
2: Do I know? No, because when I even when I ask my mother what weight was I? My poor mother, I say, um, Peggy what weight was i when i was born and she her response was there was no weight when you were born <laughs> just... yeah you just flew out <laughs> just, there was no weight They didn't do weight back then
3: <laughs> i was um 711
2: oh i i i like your ch- i've been to your um shops <laughs>
3: I'm telling everybody that I cover it in Star Wars That me and Will have uh, done Star Wars And I've got six months before I get found out
2: Okay so the narrative will now be that Kevin is actually the guy behind it all Jason is codenamed for Kevin Kevin was the man behind it all Without Without you you Kevin Kevin, I am nothing I'm going to clip that
3: (laughs) Didn't you once tell me That you did a pilgrimage To Skywalker Ranch to try and find the place
2: Yes I'm shocked that you remember that I did yeah so 22 years ago, when I was a young lad, my first time ever on a plane, first time out of the country, on my last weekend said to, uh, to Sean Mishdale, actor, but I might, do you want to go on an adventure? Is he
3: the fella from Ross
2: Rune? Yeah. Sean Mishdale and myself, oh yeah. Oh my God. He's been on it for 20 years, 22 years nearly, I suppose. And I suppose he doesn't know that you've made it. No, I actually meant to send him a picture, but he probably would kind of go, what? What was that? I don't remember that. <laughs> we got on a bus. We went up the freeway over the Golden Gate Bridge. I had guessed where a bus stop was and I said, oh, we can get off here. We got off the freeway and we walked for a few miles with vultures circling overhead <laughs> and liz- and snakes at our feet and such. Didn't get as far as the gates, but got as far as a garage sale. The small, little, quiet little Stepford Wives-like town where a couple of Americans heard our accents. And uh, gave us beers. And we told them where we were going to. And they went, well, it's just a couple of miles up the road, but it, they're just gates. You won't see anything. It's just like, there's just gates. And there it was last week, 22 years later, going up the same freeway, past the same little town. I spotted the bus stop. And I remember they've now added a cycle lane on the path we were walking on the verge of the road. And I remember passing that Stepford Wives type town, only we went up winding, winding roads and we came to those wooden gates. But this time we were let inside, which was surreal. I will say it was surreal.
3: Was there a tannoy system around the ranch that would declare it like, Curfew is in effect. Return to your sleeping quarters curfew, curfew is, is in effect, in effect. <laughs> No man it wasn't like that at all at all Every single report even if it was like good student applies himself or whatever I would always get too talkative <laughs> On keeps every single, keeps interrupting sentences. Every single school report, all the way up until I stopped doing them. It was always blah 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 blah. <laughs> too talkative. We should do school reports for each other. We should do give our Patreon school reports to do for us. Well, you know what
2: they're gonna and say. Only Dan and only Dan <laughs> can fill it
3: in. <laughs> uh, I'm not doing uh, any editing to this. Will perfect. Yeah, mini bits raw. That's what I call it. Mini bits oh. raw. Raw. Ah, after Dark and Raw. <laughs> On the second rate show episode, I asked Will, Do you know the song Green Door mm. by Shakin' Stevens? And of course you didn't, because who who does? And I said, Sing us a bit of it and Will just sung two lines. And so I then took those two lines and did a whole mega mix. Mm. And uh, put it at the end of the episode It's a delight Which you can hear
2: I hope they'll play it at my funeral Soon That's that's my one request My dying
3: wish I'm going to be at your funeral With the boombox held over (laughs) the head With John Cusack Playing I got my green door My green door Fucking Putin Fucking Twitter
2: Fucking It it to me It was so funny It was just like All of a sudden Oh my god I do swear On the mini bits So much Which I don't do In my real life I'm not going to swear because they swore too much in the last mini bits F- is this is what fucks me up fucking 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 proper looking cunts fucking Putin fucking Twitter fucking petty just fucking fuck off <laughs> talk it to you you stupid cunts 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 Cunt and little son was a little mini cunt prick
3: you fuck me <laughs> would you ra- would you rather stink of shit and not know it <laughs> Or always smell stinking shit coming off everyone else. (laughs) Go
1: on. Oh,
2: God. Okay. Think about it pragmatically.
3: Can you live with everybody thinking you stink of shit? Or could you tolerate having to be surrounded by everybody stinking of shit?
2: Just immediately conjured up a humiliating moment <laughs> of my life right what is it with you and scatological humour <laughs> it's funny <laughs> oh can I tell you sorry can I tell you something about scat oh I've got it because when we were on the Twitch oh stream God. you said save it for the mini bits Well, I
3: know what the, the music is going to be when the play is out it's going to be the S- scat man
2: save it for the mini bits right so I have to tell you this one I have to tell you this one so at the beginning of the episode oh, you Lord. brought up Fred right so on Saturday night I went Played into my
3: puffy alone I went into the room
2: where I said okay I'll do where we have the the, the video game set up or whatever and I said right I'll go in here and and, um, do a stream this is literally before I went on on streaming on Saturday night and I went to move a chair out of the way and put it into the corner when I went into the corner I looked down in the corner and I saw in the fucking corner a shit in the corner what did you do? (laughs) and that day because it's been cold we've been leaving Fred. In kind of like inside the house because it's been cold and like you know I don't want him to freeze today. Um, so that day we'd gone to Letterkenny or something that day and we'd let Fred in the house normally he'd never do anything like that and I just went oh Fred fuck's sake man Catch and it was it. like Stinks. and it was like it wasn't like a it was a real watery kind of like wet oh, one oh fuck's sake Will right? no one needs to hear this but listen right so I go into Karen and I go Karen for fuck's sake and Fred was sitting on her lap and I was like fucking Fred what did you do today he's never staying in the house ever again that's him done and I went into the press I got out gloves got like you know kitchen towels got got like you know oh, i was asking Karen what spray do i use and she's she was describing oh use this dental one and use that one this one and all this sort of stuff got bowls and filled it filled it with hot water and all this sort of stuff i went back in it took me about like three trips in and out like getting right getting myself prepared to clean up fridge shit in the corner like a real i was expected to be wet because it was like a little puddle like you know Just and i got like a bar of chocolate I steeled myself right I steeled myself no it was kind of like it was genuinely it was like like a wet kind of like
3: like a. alright
2: so I went down I
3: steeled is this myself this one of your one ready, second pictures
2: and I got out the, uh, the kitchen towel was going to be my first move and I went okay just do a kitchen towel blab on it and let's see what it is let's see what texture it is I pressed down the kitchen towel on top of it and I went oh my god it's hard what the fuck and I started just kind of like kind of scrunching it up and I picked it up, and it came out in one big lump. And it was, it was a fucking, it was a prank. It, the kids had put it there as a fucking prank. It was, it a, was a rubber poo. It was, sh- it was, was it? it was like plastic poo. It was a plastic pool of poo <laughs> that the kids had put in the corner. <laughs> and I spent about ten minutes just in a huff about this fucking shit that was in the car. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> such a fucking dope.
3: I was going to tell you to put down a tray where that cat had shit because the cat was shit in that spot again oh. and again and again and again. But there you go. Got <laughs> to watch you go. those kids. They're feral.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. So that's the story you said. No, save it for the mini bits. So that's me telling you the story. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. <laughs> Scatman. Put the Scatman music on. we do Okay. I used to love
3: that song, I used to be able to say all the words as well Really? Yeah Did
2: you not know have better things to do?
3: Well, I did invent the shake weight <laughs> See ya Hello. Hot cock and
1: the cunt Listen to, Listen to me Listen to me Listen to
2: me I've got my green door And it's so green It's so green It's so green And it's so, bad. It's so green Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got, got my door Green door
1: my green door. It's so green. It's so green. Yeah. Look yeah. 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 got my green door. My green door. It's so green. Yeah. My green door. I my green
2: door. Do you know how much I adore my green door? My green door.
1: Look my green door. It's so green. Yeah. so green. Yeah. Green door.
2: This is what fucks me up. Fucking, 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 fucking fuckin proper looking cunts. Fucking Putin. Fucking Twitter. Fucking petty. Just fucking fuck off. <laughs> Talk to you, stupid cunts. 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 Cunts and little son of a little mini cunt prick.
1: Watch got my green card.
2: I can't finish a sentence. I can't finish a fucking sentence. Shut up, bitch. Evening as fuck.
3: Yeah. Listen, listen, to listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Right?
2: Because fucking Kevin won't let me finish a fucking sentence. Episode Imagine if <laughs> Sarah, just Imagine back,
1: just get
3: back. <laughs> Oh
2: god. He's harder to manage than <laughs> three to
1: Oh my god. Oh god.
2: Just <laughs> 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 immediately conjured up a humiliating moment of my life humiliating moments of my life and the BAFTA goes to this is the reason we can't put these out on the main feed right? have you won <laughs> the
1: BAFTA? next
2: we're recording an intro right
1: now oh, oh god well might win two then I know what to meet like that
2: and there was a good long queue behind us and I just got this fucking waft and I just went something smells of shit here and the Bafta goes to Will Collins. Collins.
1: And the commander
2: wins. Someone fucking starts a ship. Oh! It was. Patreon. I got
0: the green door. Christ. Fuck me. And here is a clip from the lads' latest mini bits bonus show. The full episode plus 100 more are available on their Patreon.
3: The best place for Kevin. No, the best place with Kevin Van Willem. With the films and the, with the TV and the latest films. Something, something, something. something. Um, don't forget that you owe us three euro. Okay. <laughs> you can't <remember> what? <laughs> oh my god. I, I did a whole Irish theme. The best place for Kevin Van Willem. Talking TV and <laughs> Okay, right. I'm going to find the fucking thing because it's going to be the music to start the episode. I don't think I've heard this. You have. Well, maybe you haven't. I don't think I have heard this. I do. I suspect that what you do is you just put the laugh and emoji thing and think I'll listen to that some other time. Fuck, that'll do. (laughs) Because it's bound to be funny in his eyes. So I'll just tell him what he wants to hear. I actually only laugh the emoji when I've actually listened to it. I should have taken the hint that nobody was responding to the Podbot one. Like, nobody was giving me any reaction to it. And oh. I thought, they hadn't listened to it yet. And then, of yeah. course, I was delighted with that. And people hated it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not. It, was, it, was, it wasn't easy on the ears in, a, in the sense that it was just her monotone voice. So there was no up and down.
3: That's the thing. Yeah,
2: I know. S- I tried like my that. best. You're a
0: bug and I'm a feature. Pray to this mantis or I'll eat you. And if you don't know my name, here's an update to teach you. I'm, I'm, I'm Huffgut and I'm the future. An AI podcasting computer. The number one zero one zero zero one one, one producer.
3: I'm a psycho, psycho. Yeah, That's exactly what it's good. Good. Did you do? so- Don't forget, now you
2: owe us three euro. I come off the stage that. I've not I've I've not heard this. I swear
3: to God. I'm going to send it to you right now and you can get a genuine reaction. I'll actually listen to it. So
2: I'm, i have my WhatsApp open.
3: Come <laughs> off
2: That's genuinely my first time hearing that. <laughs> I just could easily have just scrubbed it from my memory. That's the other thing that could have happened. How do you operate? I, 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 I generally just go on impulses. So if I need to toilet, I just toilet, and it does, I do, that doesn't necessarily oh, mean I need to squat, be in the proximity like a of a toilet. Yeah, so I'm saying you just go. I just nappy it, Kevin. I just man. I just adult nappy it.
3: Oh, we've got loads to talk about. Um, <laughs> I've watched a load of things. So have I. But I think I should get one thing off my chest straight away because I think the discourse out there sometimes can feel really artificial to me and it can feel like people w- will films to be worse than they are in order right. to have something to point at and ridicule and sort of create content about. Should I start the timer? Is
2: this, have, have we just started? Start
3: this? the timer because I'm raring okay. to go.
2: I saw Madam Web. Right. I honestly, guys, know nothing. All I all I know is I saw a poster. Oh, very recently, it went, there's a Madam Web film? And I'm, what is it? So it's a Spider-Verse adjacent Marvel movie.
3: Yeah, it's, it's one of these Sony things where they did Venom and they're doing Craven the Hunter. Okay. And it's sort of an offshoot of the spider-man movies but i don't right. know what universe they're in because they're trying to blend them all together so is this the toby Maguire spider-verse to me it feels like it's in that space mm. anyway i thought i'm done with superhero movies i'm just over them i watched captain marvel not re- long ago and i thought it was just tedious you it's so like the marvels not captain marvel is that what marvels well yeah. she's in it captain marvel captain yeah. marvel 2 it was just sort of like, it was another one of those films that felt like Ant Man in that everything was chemical and synthetic and fake and mm-hmm. airless. And, you know, you just have Sewn Stage after Sewn Stage. And I just feel profoundly depressed watching those films where I feel like uh, yes. there's nothing organic happening. In these from the lines of dialogue to the hairstyles to the costumes to the sets to the music to everything just feels it's artificial, aesthetic.
2: wafer thin, just wafery, artificially, no sustenance, no satisfaction, you no protein in it whatsoever. You feel like oh, yeah, wow, I just I just put something down my throat and I'm still hungry. It feels
3: like eating plastic. Okay. On the whole, it's just drifted so far away from what Iron Man was that I just don't care about them. Yet I found The Flash really fun because it was it felt like a Bill and Ted type movie at times. It was off-the-wall bonkers and I don't really particularly give a shit about special effects. Whether they're good or bad, you know, I can buy into it because of the ideas behind it or the concepts behind it. So I wasn't like revolted by the the special effects of the flash. I just thought, you know, it's funny to see babies falling out of windows and being put into microwaves and things like that. So I went into Madam Webb not really giving a fuck about the genre but I wanted to see it for the sake of having an opinion on it and the trailer was awful it had that terrible line reading in it from Dakota Johnson where she's she's shitting out exposition and I think people had the film's cards marked at that stage and uh, the film itself to me played like a final destination action thriller and I thought it was really pleasant it didn't bother me in the slightest I didn't have any of the issues that everybody else has it was Uh, A reluctant hero with no superpowers whatsoever other than having premonitions trying to keep three teenage girls alive against somebody who's like the evil version of Spider-Man who wants to murder them. And they just played that out in a very cinematic way where it felt like a Sam Raimi type Spider-Man. It looked as good as that. It was all real locations. For me it felt like a lovely throwback to the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films and... I don't get why everybody loads the film. I thought it was just fun. Oh, wow.
2: Uh, All I've seen is the negative discourse. And you're the first voice. I believe, and I haven't listened to the episode because I haven't watched the film yet. I know the Cinemile had differing views. Oh, fuck.
3: Me and Kathy, we were so far the only people that I know who don't think the film is dire. But... Dave almost had a hernia on that episode. It was very <laughs> enjoyable listen to listening to it. <laughs> oh, I had to listen to it. I'm really curious. I'm really curious. He was curious. disgusted because Catty was pushing back and I thought it was very, very funny. And then when I saw it, I was like, do you know what? I am actually on the side of Catty here. This is actually grand. Right. This is actually grand. So I <laughs> <laughs> but you That's know so what? Funny. It didn't feel like a superhero movie. So I liked it for that reason. Oh, it's okay I'm just going to look up some of the, the credits and some, I like Dakota um, Johnson's performance as well she was playing this sort of curmudgeonly antisocial character and to put that type of person in the role of having to be a protector is actually really fun for me and it's a role that you don't see many female characters inhabiting that's more like a Harrison Ford type role and um, I enjoyed it so I don't get why everyone is shitting their britches over it it's grand